Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hour of the line change, Fox Sports, the Gambler, and it's all presented by Cure Auto Insurance. And if you take a look over at the Parks Sportsbook app, the Bucks four and a half point favorite against the Hawks. Dick Girardi and I both said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm going to punt on that one. No way." Now I do think there are going to be some player props and somebody that is very involved in the uh, DFS game. I'm not sure if he has any showdown lineups in for tonight, but uh, Tony, any thoughts for tonight's and Tony Jigsaw Cotillo joining me on the Dr. Glatt Rieger hairline. Dr. Paul Glatt, Philadelphia's leading hair restoration doctor. Visit drglatt.com. Tony, any thoughts on tonight's NBA game? Uh, Obviously, without Trey Young and Giannis. Yeah, it's boring. I mean, I agree. Like, right? I mean, you know, all kidding aside, all betting off, all DFS off, just just to watch the actual basketball game. It's like, really, you mean to tell me that I got to watch a game without? I didn't want to watch it anyway, but the basketball fan in me wants to watch it, right? And I have to watch a game that that has both headliners are out. I mean, what are the basketball gods doing to us right now? Uh, they're obviously not giving us what we want. That's all I know. Um, no, they're so, not. not. So is all. is there a player that uh, that you like tonight that you know benefits from the two best players on each team being out? I know I immediately am going to uh, Bogdanovich and his points, rebounds, assists is over twenty four and a half. But I just look at his points and he's over fifteen and a half. It's six. Yeah, fifteen and a half right now. I mean that to me that's that's the easiest one to go to, but. Uh, in terms of the prop market or players that you think might have a big game, uh, any of those tonight, who benefits the most? Well, you know, I, I, I'm just looking at for the simple fact that you know, there's no Giannis from Milwaukee, so yeah. they're going to have to shoot a lot from the outside because they don't have a, an inside presence right now without Giannis. They really don't. I mean, you're, you're not going to tell me that all of a sudden Brooke, Brooke Lopez is going to be that guy. He's just not. We all know that. So this is going to be a Middleton game. This is going to be a Drew Holiday game, right? Maybe Bobby Portis gets you know gets some extra play, but 
you, you got to love Brent Forbes in this game. I mean, especially if you're setting that, you know, when you do your DFS showdown lineups, you, you know, you get those big guns in there, you know, and, and you're talking if you're going to start Middleton's costing about 15000 and Drew Holiday's 14 4, but. Maybe you get a guy in there like a Brent Forge at 3,900 that can kind of add some flavor into that lineup from the outside. He shoots probably about 35, 40% from three. So maybe like a two plus three point night in the prop market for Brent Forge, but he's definitely one of the guys I would look at. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, even Kilkenny mentioned him too uh, on. The oh, daily great, ticket great with Sean Bryce. So, yeah, exactly. So that means I definitely have to do it. But Tony Jigsaw-Patillo joining me on the Dr. Glatt Regrayer hairline. Uh, so there is an NBA game tonight. Uh, Tony, you can follow at tcatillo 23 on Twitter and does a lot of work for WindDailySports.com. Hey, uh, Tony uh, does a lot of great stuff for them. And uh, MLB, DFS, all of it. And you can check out his show on the weekends as well, the Fantasy Firebox and at Heat Ratio Sports. So plenty that you can check out Tony with, plenty of DFS content, but also plenty of season-long fantasy football content. And I've been talking running backs a lot because I find that position to be really interesting this year. And there are so many varying opinions on it. Like I had seen a shot on yesterday, and I heard his opinions very differently from yours. And that's it's it's great because I think that's it kind of. It is a nice capture of what the running back position is this year. It's a lot of you got to pick your guys. It's almost guessing in a way, uh, but it's the, the running back position outside of like the first four or five is really uh, just kind of figuring out which ones do you like, what spots you like. But the tight end position, there is because an Eagles player is at the top or close to the top and in the top ten, and I know the tight end position is fairly thin. I don't get the Dallas Goddard stuff. Um, what are your thoughts on Goddard? Where do you think he should be in the tight end rankings? I'm just not necessarily sure I like him that much yet. No, I, I'm with you. I completely agree. And you have to look at who their coach is right now. You have to look at the offensive system that was played out in Indianapolis. Now, what I will say is tight ends as a streaming option in fantasy sports were pretty abundant because whether it be Trey Burton, whether it be Jack Doyle, Right, it, it didn't matter. There was, you know, Allie Cox, whoever did. All of us, you know, one of those guys at one point was, was a week to week player, but not a guy who was going to give you seven, eight, nine catches a game. So I'm with you. I I don't think this is going to be a huge year by any means for Dallas Goddard. I think, especially with Jalen Hurts, this is going to be more of Dallas Goddard staying in block a little bit more than he absolutely. Used to. Yep. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's what I'm I mean. We saw at. this with with the Ravens offense. Right. Exactly. Exactly. When you have a mobile quarterback and you have a guy, that, even though he moves around, you know, you have that extra spy on the other side of the ball. Well, whose job is it to keep that spy at bay? The tight end. So you're going to keep Dallas Goddard at bay a lot in that offense. This is going to be more of a, a Travis Fogelman, a Jalen Rager, you know, and obviously Devontae Smith. I mean, that. They're the guys are going to benefit, not not Dallas Goddard, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think why he was getting ranked so highly, I think early on, was because it was the thought that Zach Ertz was going to be gone. He's yep. still here, and I'm not saying he will maybe be on the... I have no idea what they're going to do with Zach Ertz, but I think with the information that I have right now and what we know, Zach Ertz is still on that roster. Do I think Zach Ertz is going to be tight end one in Philly? I have no idea. Like I don't know what Zach Ertz has left. I don't know what his role in this offense will be, but... But 
he's still going to take away targets from Dallas Goddard. And I imagine Zach Ertz is still going to be the starting tight end on the Eagles roster. That would also have something to do with this, right? Even though Dallas Goddard may be better, uh, I still think it takes away enough from him to not make him a top 10 fantasy tight end. Yeah, it does. Uh, and I, honestly, I don't think he's going to be here. I, I, there's, there's, honestly, there's no way in my mind that I see Zach Ertz in the Eagles uniform. I just, uh, yeah, listen, there, there's, there's too much that, you know, that, you know, indecisiveness between both parties right now. You hear the rumors about maybe, you know, he's imminently going to the Bills. Who knows if that's true? But they missed a boat three years ago, in my opinion, with Zach Ertz. And, and a lot of people didn't agree with it. But, you know, a lot of people called him in the lead tight end that I completely disagree with. I thought he was a very good tight end, not elite, but I thought it, this was going to be a time. You had a forward think, right? 28, 29 years old. You know, he was making big money, and then he was going to be on a team-friendly contract looking for an extension. So why not trade him while he's at that top value to get somebody in return, especially when you're transit as heir apparent in Dallas Goddard. So they missed the boat. I don't think he'll be here, but you're right, John. Even for some reason, if he is in an Eagles uniform, I, yeah, he will steal some targets away from Dallas Goddard. But they also brought back Richard Rodgers, who I know he's Yeah, they veteran, did. Yeah, they right? did. He, I, and I get it. He, you know, don't expect the world out of Richard Rodgers, but he's going to be on the field because I think there's going to be a lot of double tight end sets, especially for the blocking issues. So, um, you know, remember, Nick Sariani did love to run the ball out there with Frank Reich, right? They had a three-headed monster, Marlon Mack. They had Jordan Wilkins out there. They had Naheem Hines, Jonathan Taylor. They like to run the ball. So the tight ends aren't going to be as important in the passing game as, as people think. Yeah, and last question on Dallas, Goddard, because this is just, I guess, a general Eagles question and not just fantasy football. Is Dallas Goddard really that good? Mm, I think he is. Okay. I do. Yeah, I think he is. And, and the reason why I think he is is just because, now again, I, I'm not, I am not going to pretend that I'm some – you know, football analyst, and I break down <laughs> film like a Brian Baldinger, right? Because right. I don't. Right? But, but we just look at specific plays from Zach Ertz, I mean Zach Ertz, from Dallas Goddard, where he can just outbody and outman, you know, a coverage. Which, and he is a, he's a matchup nightmare when he's healthy and he runs right route. So, you know, he can go up and get the ball. He can out, he can out muscle guys. Kind of reminds me of Jimmy Graham, John. So I, I really think he could be a Jimmy Graham type of athlete in the red zone, which I think will be huge going forward. So sticking with the tight ends, uh, because you know I've been bouncing around running backs, you know, haven't talked too much about quarterbacks yet, but the, since we're on the tight end conversation, uh, the name that is debated among many circles is Kyle Pitts. And always with a rookie, it's, it's two extremes. And we're seeing it with Najee Harris. Either he's a top 12 back because of the spot he's in, or he's not, and he's going to, to be a, a, not a bust rookie pick, but he's not going to provide you that first overall talent because, well, he's still a rookie running back and it's going to take some time. There's always like two extremes to rookies. Kyle Pitts is one of those. Where do you land on Kyle Pitts? I will admit, I am a little bit higher on him, uh, or at least I'm I'm leaning towards the crowd of I do like him a lot, just because I do think his, his, his talent is over-exceedingly good for a player that is a rookie, but also it's very thin, and he lands in a really good spot, and Matt Ryan and this Falcons offense is going to pass the ball. But where do you land on Kyle Pitts? You know, he is a wild card to me. You know, he reminds me of... And I need to remember, you know, remember this name, but it reminds me when 
you know, a guy that played in San Francisco in the name of Vernon Davis, who, who came out of college and was like, he's a freak of an athlete. He's a matchup nightmare, this and that. Now, now Vernon Davis, you know, at first took him a little time to get acclimated to the NFL game, but it, it's the same kind of hype that's coming out about Kyle Pitts. But the one thing I like about Kyle Pitts is he's almost like a wide receiver. He's that new breed of tight end like a Darren Waller who can line up outside and run that go route just like any other receiver. So you mentioned Matt Ryan, 600-plus attempts the last five to six years, right? They, they throw the crap out of the ball in Atlanta. And the one good thing that I like that, that maybe haven't been touched on a little bit is the insertion of Mike Davis. And the reason why I like that is because Mike Davis catches the ball unlike a Todd Gurley. So now when you have a Mike Davis, that's another guy the opposing defense has to watch out of the flat and out of the backfield, which is going to make Kyle Pitts have a one-on-one coverage and be open a lot. So I think he can have a very productive rookie year, and he could possibly land up in the top five because after, after the top three of, of tight ends, it's really wide open. Yes, it, it is. And so what is your strategy on drafting tight ends this season because of that? The top three, absolutely. If Darren Waller, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, you are drafting those as the top three tight ends. And then after that, it is all over the place. So what is your strategy in drafting a tight end? Because I imagine you will have to you know, draft Kyle Pitts probably at a, a round you don't like him or some of these tight ends. So what is your strategy? So I guess it all depends on what kind of drafts you're in. So, I, you know, I have a couple season-long leagues that I'm, I'm specifically in that I've actually designed. They're going 20 years strong, which is, which is pretty awesome with the same guys, which is great. But one of them, there's no tight end needed to be drafted, and the other one is tight end dependent. So if I'm in a tight end dependent, just for the sake of this question, you know, add to those top three who, listen, Travis Kelsey can be your number one receiver on your team, right? So, but I'll be honest with you, and it's going to sound crazy, but I, I, I treat the tight end position like a kicker in the sense that I'm, I'm really not worried about it, right? If I'll let somebody draft Travis Kelsey, honestly, because Travis Kelsey, even though he might catch 90 balls, I can get a wide receiver, too, that's going to catch me 75, and I can get a tight end one, maybe around seven or eight, that's going to catch me 60 balls. So at the end of the day, it's only going to be a wash. So I'm not really reaching – for a tight end one, to be honest with you, because there's there's guys out there that you can get late in this draft. You know, a Tyler Higby, we, we talked about before, Mike Gizeki, Logan Thomas, Irv Smith from Minnesota, who becomes, you know, no more Kyle Rudolph, For Irv Smith is the only pass catcher, and we know how much Kirk Cousins loves a tight end. So I think there's a lot of guys you can wait on. Jared Cook, I mean, Evan Ingram, Eric Ebron, those things are out there. And they're going to get you 40 to 5 to 60 catches. So, John, honestly, for me, I'm waiting. I'm passing the top three, and I'll get one in the eighth or ninth round. We're talking uh, some fantasy football with Tony Jigsaw Cotillo. You can follow him at TCotillo23. Find his work at Heat Ratio Sports and at WindDailySports.com. I will talk some NFL futures with you as well. Uh, but uh, you did mention a name, Evan Ingram, there. And. I've I've heard Daniel Jones' name come up a little oh. bit in fantasy circles recently. You know that he is uh, out of the the whole Giants team, maybe the best value uh, that you can get on that Giants team, and that Daniel Jones, you know, will provide some nice little value a QB. I think twenty one that he's at, but I think to me there is a limit in a Jason Garrett offense of how good. Even if Daniel Jones does make this leap forward, that's expected, or at least from some. 
Uh, and I understand that he does have a lot of talent around him now. But to me, he a Jason Garrett offense does not drop a quarterback back enough to be able to get the kind of numbers that people are expecting from him. Uh, your thoughts on Daniel Jones? Do you think we do get that finally you know, leap forward for him? And do you even think that's worth it if he does take that leap forward? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I, you know, I don't see it. I don't. And I, Listen, I get it. You know, I, Evan Ingram, you know, to just talk about him specifically first, is another guy like a, a Jordan Reed who I think has all the talent in the world just could not stay healthy. No matter what, Evan Ingram, it's always, is he is he hurt? Did he pull a hammy? Does he have a soft tissue injury? Uh, did he get a concussion? Same thing, unfortunately. But Daniel Jones, you know, he, he is being going to be surrounded this year by they bring in Kenny Galladay, which I love Kenny Galladay. He's a really good receiver. Go up and get the ball. He can do a lot. You know, but the question mark is, number one, can the offensive line hold up? And number two, what do you have at the running back position? I know, listen, I cannot insert Saquon Barkley into my top three saying he's 100% healthy. I just don't know how he's going to react. But the problem with Daniel Jones is if you look at his numbers, John, do you realize, I hope everybody that this Daniel Jones fight, you understand that he never threw for a 300-yard game last year? Never. Not one time did he get 300 yards. Not one time. And he has, I'll tell you right now, nine games where he threw zero touchdowns. So if you're looking at that from a fantasy standpoint, he's not even on your radar. So, you know, that's a big jump that these people think he's going to make this year and and one that I don't think he's going to be able to take. A quarterback that's around him that I am more intrigued to take, uh, because I, I know a lot of people punt on quarterbacks, and so they do look in the QB20 range for some of these guys, uh, for a QB2 or somebody, you know, that could be, uh, they could pair him up with somebody else and, you know, try and trade off putting into the lineup based on matchup. Uh, a guy around there, though, is Derek Carr. Uh, what do you expect? Because the Raiders' win total is seven. Derek Carr has gotten better under every year with John Gruden. I think a 93 QB rating in year one, a 100 QB rating in year two, and a 101 QB rating in year three. So he's gotten better. But the Raiders are not expected to be a good team. Again, if you look at the Park Sportsbook app at their win total, it's at seven. So if they're not expected to be good, how good can we expect Derek Carr to be? I think there is potential there for him to put up some good fantasy numbers, but how big is that potential? You know, he's just, for me, he's just too inconsistent. I, You know, I, I can tell you right now, Derek Carr, you're talking about, it all depends on what your baseline is. For me, for a fantasy quarterback, I need 20 points, right? So I'm looking at this as, if you're not giving me 20 points on the regular, you're not worth my time. And seven games last year, Derek Carr was under 20 points, twice under 10 points. Okay, that is, that's not going to cut it. It's just not going to cut it. And, and, again, a lot of that has to do with the kind of offense that they have. You know, John Gruden, great offensive play caller, but you just never know what his game plan is going to be. One, one game he's going to run the ball 35 times. The next game he's going to throw the ball 50 times. You, you just don't know what it's going to be. So it's really hard to grab a quarterback 
in that system. Now, last year was his best statistical year where he averaged 21.5 points per game for fantasy, which was the highest ever for him by at least a plus-two margin. So will he continue that? I'm not sure. I just There's, there's more guys, on in that area who I'd be more focused on. And one of them, who I'm really upset is not getting enough love, is my boy Baker Mayfield. So I don't understand why nobody's giving Baker love with the offense that he has, with the year that he had, and why he's being ranked so low in the preseason. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to turn host here for a minute, John, and I'm going to ask you. Oh, no. Why do you think oh, no. Baker Mayfield, number one, is not getting enough love? And number two, what are your thoughts on Baker Mayfield in that same spot as Derek Carr? I think he's not getting love based on the offense. I think it is a considered a run offense, but... They work too well off the play action. And I think in year number two, um, in, in year one, Baker Mayfield got better along the way. Meaning Kevin Stefanski got comfortable with him. Baker Mayfield, remember, uh, I think people need to remember, not you. I think you know for sure. Uh, <laughs> Baker Mayfield went into that season broken with no confidence whatsoever after Freddie Kitchens had a season to work with him and Freddie Kitchens ruined the guy. So it took Kevin Stef- Stefanski a lot of time to identify the problems, to work around the problems, fix the problems, and once they were fixed, you had that game in Tennessee where Baker Mayfield went completely off against the Titans. I think in year two with Stefanski, Baker Mayfield is going to be completely and 100% comfortable in this offense, and I do think it, in turn, leads to Baker Mayfield uh, throwing the ball more. And there will be opportunities. Odell Beckham is going to be back. Jarvis Landry is still very good. They're going to be able to throw the ball. And with the running game, how good it is, I bet they're going to be able to to get a lot of yards through the play-action game, the way Kirk Cousins did. Exactly. Exactly. Listen, I, I, I think you're you're a 100 spot on. That's what I'm looking at. I mean, we're we're looking at you know in 2019, 534 attempts. 2020, only 46. So I think he eclipses that 500 attempt number again this year. And you you banked on it. The health coming back. He's still a young guy. Second year to the fancy offense. I think you really need to look at Baker. I'm not telling you to draft him as your number one, but if you're talking about guys like Derek Carr and Daniel Jones. You definitely have to put Baker above both of them, in my opinion. So when you do look at some of the top QBs going uh, in fantasy drafts, uh, which ones would you say are you the most concerned about? Uh, And I'm looking like top 10, or at least looking at the QB ones. Which one are you concerned about the most that is being drafted as a QB number one? Well, I think number one, uh, you know, just because of, the situation is Aaron Rodgers in the sense that, you know, what, what is Aaron Rodgers going to do? Is he going to play? Is he going to be somewhere else? I mean, that, I, I think that's the number one storyline. But I think if you take that out of the equation, I think number two is, is got to be the health of Dak Prescott, right? So, you know, even though all the signs are pointing, he, he's going to be back and he's going to be 100% and this and that, but, you know, Dak Prescott was on an MVP level before he got hurt. And an MVP fantasy level as well. Quite possibly could have been the best quarterback in all of fantasy last year. You know, and it wouldn't even have been, uh, you know, there wouldn't even have been a, a close second. That's how good he was playing. So he's a big question mark. Do, do, do you take the bait with Dak Prescott? And the other thing is, how about Lamar Jackson? You know, what do you, you know, Lamar Jackson finally started to play a little bit like Lamar in the, in the last five games of the season. But before that, he was dreadful. People drafted him as their number one overall quarterback, and he barely sniffed 
the top 15 for the first 12 weeks. That's a problem. So that's another issue you have to look at going forward. So I think those three guys, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, and Aaron Rodgers, on that top 10, I have huge question marks about them that you really need to do your homework for the drafts. Tony Jigsaw Cotillo joining us on the Dr. Glad Regrow Your Hairline. You can follow him at tcotillo23. Um, I guess good question now is, because uh, we are talking top 10 quarterbacks, and uh, I guess everybody's strategy definitely differs when talking about quarterbacks, so obviously uh, I don't know if you're going to be drafting most of these guys and some of these top quarterbacks, but when you look at the top names, you know, Patrick Mahomes going one, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, um, which one do you think you will get most shares of? Uh, because obviously they're all coming at different prices and in different rounds, but which one do you think you are getting the most bang for your buck with that you will be drafting? Well, I I really really love what I've seen out of Justin Herbert last year. I you know again a guy that we weren't sure that was going to start the season and only started because of an unfortunate you know issue with Tyrod Taylor, which is still mind boggling to me. But uh, this this kid was everything and more than we thought. I mean, just just the, the 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 accuracy that he had as a rookie, the way he could sling it like anybody, the the amount of multi you know multiple touchdown games that he had it was just on another level so for me i really like justin herbert this year i, I want to get as much as many shares as herbert as i can because i think that a lot of people aren't going to be looking at him as much after those top six or seven but i'll tell you another guy john i you know i, I know people aren't going to agree with this and i i talked about today on a daily ticket is you know jalen hurts i'm all in on jalen hurts and and i i made the prediction, like Jigsaw can only do, that makes people's eyes roll, that he will have more fancy points than Tom Brady this year. And I, I am not ashamed to say that. And, again, this is strictly because I think people are overlooking the new offensive system that's going to be put into place for Jalen Hurts, and they're forgetting about week 14, 15, and 16 of what you have to look at. So I think looking at that, looking forward, I'm going to take a lot of stock. And Jalen Hurts. I really am because I think he's going to be a top-seven fantasy quarterback, and a lot of people are sleeping on him right now. Yeah, I think I think as well. And when you say top-ten fantasy quarterback, I always think people equate fantasy rankings to how you feel about them in real life. I will admit, exactly. I'm not the biggest exactly. like Jalen Hurts guy. I don't think he's really going to take the Eagles, you know, and fans, you know, uh, the expectations of like, oh, Jalen Hurts is going to turn into this franchise quarterback. Like, I don't think so. And everybody can have a different opinion on it, but I just don't think that's going to happen. But I'm also, in my fantasy mind, fantasy sports mind, know that he's a top 10 quarterback. The value of a running quarterback is way up there. And he's going to have the rushing yards. And Nick Sirianni is going to have him throw the ball. So, yeah, when you say something like that, it, it, I obviously, it, it immediately makes sense because of the value he brings and the, the, Things he can do on the field can stuff the stat sheet so much. Yeah, that it's worth it. He's he's worth a top ten pick. I'm with you, John. I, listen, I, I hope everybody. Glad said that. We we need a disclaimer when we have these conversations <laughs> because I'm not saying that all of a sudden Jalen Hurts is going to win us four Super Bowls. I, listen, r- real life rankings are completely different from fantasy. Absolutely rankings, right. Yeah, and, and people have to understand that. But I will tell you, I, I want to see if you agree on this, but. You know, for me, for my money, my number one quarterback overall is Josh Allen. No Patrick Mahomes, no Kyler Murray, no Russell. It's to me this year, 100%, it's Josh Allen that's going to be on top of the hill. 
I would say yes, um, only because I think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are way too comfortable being good. Yep. And not just say, like, I mean, Patrick Mahomes doesn't have to do anything in most of these games, you know? Like, by the by, the time the third quarter comes around, they're already up by 20 points. You know, this this is such a well-oiled machine, and we're seeing now that after that 50 or whatever touchdown season that Patrick Mahomes had, he's been great still. He's still, to me, the best quarterback in the league by far, and nobody can change that fact because he's just been, in the since his, in, in his young career, in these three seasons, the best quarterback that we've seen uh, in the past three seasons. Better than than Josh Allen. But in terms of fantasy, yeah, I think he's going to have the opportunity and a lot more of a reason to be putting up these big numbers. And that's all the Bills have, is Josh Allen. That's all they have, is to him to be able to throw the ball, rip it downfield to Stephon Diggs and the receivers that he has, and he can run the ball. So yeah, I absolutely agree with you. In fantasy, I, I would probably take Josh Allen over him. Now, last question of the quarterbacks, and I will ask you a futures question. Uh, is Is there any worry with Josh Allen? Because there was a huge leap from and a huge gap and difference between his stats from his first couple of years and then the the season he just had. Is there any concern there with you? No, not at all. Because you know what we've seen last year is, and, and they they alluded to this on, on plenty of broadcasts and, and you know reading articles and you know again I, I will give you a little hint here. I do have a little inside source because nice. You know, on, uh, okay, so you know, on a heat radio sports show, a couple times in the all season, I had my good friend Alexa Ross on, who is the sports reporter from Rochester, New York, who covers the Buffalo Bills, who told me before the preseason that he worked mercilessly, mercilessly on his mechanics, and that they changed his throwing motion, they they changed his directional output on his elbow and his hips. So they worked with him, and it worked last year, and you've seen a completely different quarterback. And I'll tell you what helps, too. What's going to help a lot again this year is not only a second-year Stephon Diggs, but a secret signing of Emmanuel Sanders, who's a, a veteran leader who can run crisp routes, who's going to be open a lot. So now you're looking at Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, and Gabrielle Davis, who, who is going to take another leap in the second year. And then you have a trick guy in Isaiah McKenzie. So you have five guys that are going to be able to catch the ball for you on any given basis. So uh, I don't think he takes a step back at all. It's a full step forward, and I think he's going to be fine as fantasy's top number one quarterback. So I've been uh, talking a lot about the NFC East. Uh, somebody else at Win Daily Sports by the name of Sina Jad likes the Washington football team. I, I like the Dallas. Smooth. I call Sia smooth. Man. <laughs> he smooth. is. He really is. That hair, everything, all of it's yep. smooth. Um, and he's smooth on the air too. He's so good. Yep. Uh, one of the best in in terms of I think fantasy football. You are as well, Tony. Uh, but he likes Washington. I like Dallas. Washington is plus two sixty. Dallas is plus one twenty five. The Giants plus three fifty, and the Eagles are plus five hundred. Uh, who do you think is the best bet in the NFC East? It, this is a, an absolute no-brainer for me. Um, it, it, honestly, it's got to be Washington, 100%. It, it just has to be. Uh, you know, because you have to look at these teams as a whole, and every single team except the Washington Redskins is facing adversity. Right? The New York Giants, facing adversity. Philadelphia Eagles, facing adversity. Dallas Cowboys, facing adversity. Washington, nope. They have everything set along the trenches. And, and our good buddy Andy Reid from back in the day, the one thing he always said was football games are won between the trenches. 
and they're one with good coaches. When you have guys like Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera, and you have unbelievable guys on that defensive front, unbelievable guys on the offensive line, and you bring in a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's just a field general, something they didn't have last year, right, that can actually make that offense flow, I am all in on the Washington football team. I, I am. I think no doubt in my mind they, they reign supreme in the NFC East. Tony Jigsaw Cotillo at Ticatillo23. One of the best. Follow him on his Twitter account again at Ticatillo23 at uh, Heat Sports. WindDailySports.com. If, look, if you want to find Tony, you'll be able to find him. Plenty of places to do that. Uh, Tony, great job, man. Always fun talking some football with you. And look, I, I think I could say it's officially draft season. July is draft season. Look, my former place of employment, that's what they would tell me. And uh, yeah. I had no reason to think any different. Uh, Tony, it is draft season, so probably the best for you, my friend. So enjoy the next couple of months. It'll be really fun talking some football with you. Sounds good, John. Thanks again, brother. I'll talk to you soon. At TCatillo23 on Twitter. Uh, follow Tony for all things fantasy football because, yeah, that's coming up. That's not coming up. It's here. Uh, it is draft season. Get ready for it. And you, you can follow Tony for all of that. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.